0: crossover thursday here on the locked on podcast network that means the steelers meet the Bengals in their rematch in a key game for both teams playoff hopes we discuss those matchups here on crossover thursday let's get into it you are locked on steelers your daily pittsburgh steelers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome to Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your hosts. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers Podcast. He's James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. We just did this show yesterday on Locked On NFL, but we're here to talk sp- specifically about the Steelers and the Bengals key p- uh, pre-playoff matchup here on, on the show. As always, you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts, on your favorite podcasting apps, and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily episodes because we bring your team every day we thank all of those who make us your first listen every day and today's episode is brought to you by prize picks prize pick sponsors all of our crossover thursday episodes they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to PrizePicks.com/slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for your first deposit match up to 100 james both of these teams is hurt up and that's just <laughs> where what it is but the whole nfl is hurt up. it is ridiculous it seems to me. And I know that injuries are always a part of every season, but it just seems like there are just so many more injuries this year. The Bengals, they're down Jake. They're down to Jake Browning at quarterback. It looks like they might not have Jamar Chase. The Steelers are hoping to get back Kenny Pickett, but they're going to be down. Patrick Peterson's having to play safety because they're down five safeties at this point, uh, two linebackers. These teams seem like they're limping to the end, but – The Bengals seem to be living to the end right now with some positivity because they've been able to win every game since they since they lost to the Steelers.
1: They have, and they're a different team certainly, Mm -hmm. just the the way they've played. And and we can dive into that injuries though. You're right. I I think it's. I don't even know if there's more injuries across the league, but I think it's to key players, to, to fantasy football players and quarterbacks and. And star receivers, whether it's Tyreek Hill or obviously Jamar Chase, T. Higgins has been nicked up this year. Deontay Johnson for the Steelers was nicked up. I mean, there's been a a ton of injuries, and that's the story. I think the main story going into this game, you have two AFC North teams that are in the best division in football, obviously. I mean, I don't even really think it's close at this point. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to find a way to overcome key injuries. The Bengals are going to be without DJ Reader for the rest of the season, games like this Saturday against the Steelers are a big reason why you want DJ reader on your defense, because he is just a nightmare for opposing offensive lines, especially an offense that I think is safe to say wants to run the ball a ton. Yep. And you mentioned Jamar chase. I don't think he's going to play Zach Taylor. Didn't want to come out and say that probably hoping Mike Tomlin spends another hour or so watching film of Jamar, <laughs> but I would be surprised if Jamar chase is able to suit up this week. and. Without him, well, we've seen the Bengals without Jamar. But what we haven't seen is the Bengals without Joe Burrow and mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. And I think that's a whole nother level of trying to absorb, adapt, and, and produce on offense without those two guys. And honestly, the the two top players on the team, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy for for the for the Bengals. I mean, but again, I think it's very remarkable that Jake Browning has done what he's done. Heck, his numbers right now, if they if they were if you would get them over a longer stretch, they would be looking better than Joe Burrow's numbers, not just this year but even last year. That's the crazy part of this. Like, how is yeah. he doing this? And um, I think he deserves a ton of credit. You loved his inspiring performance against the Vikings last week, and him just know saying like that's why you shouldn't have cut me. Uh, in uh, less clean words that I can say on a podcast, but. I think you have to appreciate the, that that kind of an effort. Meanwhile, the Steelers they're trying to get back their starter. Kenny Pickett did practice in a limited fashion Tuesday. Full disclosure: we're recording this very early Wednesday for because we have our busy schedules. Both of us also college, cover college football, so there's national signing day, which is a big day for us. So if there are injury updates that are not that we do not say on this show for crossover Thursday, please understand it's because we recorded very early on Wednesday. But um. Kenny Pickett did practice in a limited fashion on Tuesday. It's not a given, given that he's going to play, but it seems like he's pushing to come back. He's done this before uh, when they played against the Texans. They saw su- he suffered a really bad injury that everyone thought he was going to have to t- get surgery for. He didn't. And then he played on Thursday night and everyone was like, how, did, how, how the heck did he do that? Um, and he's and he did it early, another, another time this season. And this time he actually did have to have surgery. Um, but Mike Tomlin said that, he has given them he, he has talked with them his rehab has gone great and he's come back and as I've told Steelers fans on on on, on the locked on Steelers podcast he did this before in college where I was covering him one year and he came back early from an injury and helped Pitt rise to the end at the at the end of a season now thing is is that this team has a lot of problems on it right now like you talked about you know how the, how the Steelers want to run the ball they went from having five straight games of more than 130 yards rushing and then now in the last two, they don't have a hundred yards uh, in in either game. And it's not like they're playing elite run defenses. I'll, I'll say the, the Patriots were at least a little bit better of a run defense, but the Colts were a team that they were supposed to just beat up up front and they absolutely didn't. And so that might be the thing that works in the Bengals favor is that yeah, readers out and he's a huge part of that, of that run defense for the, for the Bengals, but the Steelers, they haven't been able to block anyone consistently in the past, two three games and that might be a a huge factor for the Bengals to lean on right now
1: yeah I mean I think that's you want to talk about keys regardless if it's Kenny Pickett Mason Rudolph whoever establishing the run and being efficient and effective uh, on the ground I think the Steelers will will look and say hey we, we have to do that and if you're the Bengals that's exactly what you want to prevent you want to make mason rudolph throw the ball and try to push the ball downfield or kenny pickett coming off of an injury uh hold the ball in the pocket and try to to make plays and and if you do that and you don't give them a run game to lean on it it takes you know half of their offense away if not more and i I think that would have been the plan before reader goes down Mm -hmm. and reader is such a big part of what this bengals team does I, i i do wonder How they overcome it, and they were able to against the Vikings because they lost Reader on the first drive and come back from a fourteen point fourth quarter deficit. But this game is always different, and I think Jake Browning uh, made it very clear on Tuesday that he's like records don't matter, streaks, winning streaks, losing streaks, they don't matter. It's going to be a a really really tough game, (laughs) and that's what it is in the AFC North and. Both teams, their playoff lives are essentially on the line. The Steelers more so than the Bengals, just when you look at the math Agreed. of it. But the Bengals are still like if they win, they have over a 50 percent chance of making the playoffs. If they lose, it drops to under 15 percent. Wow! And so it's it's a big swing game for their chances right now. And, and obviously the Steelers are trying to stay alive at seven and seven.
0: I didn't realize this, but this would also be the Bengals first division win this year.
1: Yeah, they're 0 and 4. 0 and 4.
0: I didn't I didn't even think about that. That's that's insane. And I mean again for for all the resilience the Bengals have shown this year. Uh yeah, they, they so uh, the Steelers needed more right now because if they if they fall to 8 losses, they're at 7 and 8 with two with two road games left. That that that's that's a tough hill to climb to get to 9 and 8 and then hope for a lot of other things to happen. But even if the Steelers won, they'd be 8 and 7. Again, two road games you're talking about you know, maybe they can spark something to win and, and win out there and go 10 and 7. But most likely you're talking about a 9 and 18, even if they win this game. Um, and that's a that's still a tough road to climb when you look at this playoff picture. And I want to talk about this playoff picture on the other side of the break here as we start to talk about that and the key matchups that, we, that everyone needs to watch for this game. Stay tuned for more here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But first, we'll remind you this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. The, the, now that the NFL playoffs are getting near, you have your chance to to make big money when you're betting on on your on your on the NFL teams that you think are going to ma- head to the big dance and make it to the playoffs. That's where you can that's where you can take advantage of of, uh, of FanDuel's new uh, new promo promotion here, where new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars back in bonus bets by winning any five dollar money line bet. That's right hundred and fifty bucks if if you just bet on the right team to win with your money line bet for five for five dollars. That's it's as simple as it gets. It's a great time to join Fanduel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. If you've been thinking about joining Fanduel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use; that you could download right to your phone. You could bet on anything from spreads to player props to over unders, and there's so many different things to look at every single week. And again, if you hit on that first five dollar money line bet when you sign up you get a chance to have 150 bucks in, in all those bonus bets that you can use to all the different types of bets that are available when you go to FanDuel Sportsbook. So to get that promotion, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get ready for the NFL playoffs and, and, and also and get ready to bet on all the other sports out there, NBA, NHL, college sports. It's all there on FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. And again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get ready for all those great opportunities. And that's FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We're back here on Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Carter, James Rapine, Locked On Steelers, and Locked On Bengals talking at you here. Now, I I wanted to peek back at this playoff situation. It is just a jumbled mess in the AFC where there are legitimately 11 teams in consideration. Technically 13, but the Chargers and the Raiders, I, I just don't think that they're I think they're the furthest out of of anything. The Bengals are now the sixth seed in the playoff race with an eight and six record, but they're one of four teams at eight and six. The Steelers and the Broncos are the teams at seven and seven. And it comes back to what you and I were talking about. Whoever wins this game, they have a, a better chance, but it's not a given. Like you said, it's it's just over fifty percent for the Bengals if they if they win this game because there are teams like the Buffalo Bills who are surging right now and pushing for a playoff spot. The Browns are still at nine and five, uh, and they don't have the hardest schedule. The Bengals do get to play them at the end of the season, but the games uh, up until then, they're not playing any juggernauts on the, on uh, uh, you know down the rest of the way, and that could be a big factor uh, for for the Browns to kind of hold their position even while they have Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. So. This is still just going to be a tough race to prove who's ever going to win in a wild card spot in the AFC.
1: It is. It's so tight, and the margin for error just isn't there. And that's why the Bengals, they've won three games in a row. And I talked to Mike Hilton, who obviously everyone listening right now is well aware of Mike Hilton. He's like, Yeah, our backs are against the wall. Mm-hmm. Like they still feel that pressure. I asked Sam Hubbard about the playoff race. He said he's never seen an AFC race like this where there are just so many teams that are winning teams in the hunt for one spot, maybe two spots. It's, it's tough to see. And and it doesn't look like any of these teams are going to collapse and fully fall flat on their face. And so they just have to win. And I think that that's what the Bengals are viewing it as, even though they're shorthanded. I really think Chris, if assuming Jamar can't play, Joe Burrow's their best player. Jamar Chase is their second best player. DJ Reader, if he's not their third, he's their fourth or fifth best player. The Bengals are going to have like three of the five. I'll just hedge it there so no one gets upset because they say, oh, Trey Hendrickson or whoever, because they have a lot of good players in the roster. They're down those guys. And so I, I do wonder how much is too much. And I'm not sure if it'll catch up with them this week or not. But at some point, every team reaches a breaking point. And, and and you do wonder now. I do think this is a winnable game against Pittsburgh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but part of it is because Pittsburgh's dealing with injuries too. Everybody's flawed in the AFC, and maybe that's why going back to the playoff conversation, why there's so many eight and six teams, and yeah. no one's head and shoulders above the rest because everyone's dealt with injuries, everyone's dealing um, with key losses, and and had to respond the the right way to adversity, and they're going to have to continue to do that if they're going to make the postseason.
0: Absolutely. The Steelers were doing that for a while. I mean, they missed they missed Cam Hayward for two months. They missed Deontay Johnson for a month, Pat Fryermuth for a month, Mika Fitzpatrick for a month. And now he's hurt again. Um, I mean, they they've been missing guys left and right. I think the Steelers problem is they might have reached that breaking point with their their the middle of their defense, because you're talking they signed three linebackers in the in the offseason. Uh, to kind of hold hold down that position, off-ball linebackers. Two of them have been out for the season. One of them is definitely playing Hurt and Landon Roberts, still giving great effort and still being a great leader for the Steelers. He's been a, a remarkable pickup for them. But, again, their safety positions, they're down. Micah Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, uh, uh, Keanu Neal, uh, um, their backup, Trenton Thompson, might not be able to play in this game. And then his backup, Elijah Riley, still on injury reserve for an injury or earlier injury this year. Patrick Peterson is most likely going to play safety in this game. That's how just how the, how destroyed the Steelers are in the middle of their defense. They got practice squad guys lining up everywhere, and I think there was a, a point where if Minka Patrick was playing, they were able to kind of like he was able to communicate, keep everyone on the same page, and make sure all the other guys knew where they were supposed to be and they could play fast. But when he went out against the Colts. It just is like that defense went from playing really well to just shoddy communication, not being in the right places. And it just it it continued to just create bigger and bigger problems. Meanwhile, while the offense just even when they've been healthy, they haven't been good this year for a a lot of their games. I think that's where a lot of this is going to come down to. If Jake Browning, even without Jamar Chase, you still got T. Higgins, you still got Tyler Boyd. um, You you know, you you still you still can move things, uh, move things around in this offense and you still got Joe Mixon. If they can just stress the Steelers of the middle of their defense enough, they should be able to get points in this game. That's where I look at it as a key factor. It's not just running the ball. It's saying, hey, let's get some passes over the middle. Let's force Peterson and these backup safeties to have to talk a lot more. Let's force some of these backup linebackers to have to be in the right spots every time. That is the key for me if I'm the Bengals going after the Steelers defense because, again, and it's – it's, it's a little bit different now because there's, because the backups are there, but the key should still be do not let T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward and Keanu Bennett, do not let the, those guys up front change the game for the Steelers because that's who they want to lean on for this game.
1: No doubt, 1,000%. If there's a, a spot on this Steelers team or specifically on the defense, that is is got to be the point of emphasis. It is that front, and that front can be game-changing. The moment you get pressure on Jake Browning or any quarterback, it, it can fluster them. It can make it harder. And so that's that's where this game is going to be won. I, I truly believe that because uh, everything we talk about every single week, from turnovers to getting off to a fast start or, or ending strong or whatever it is, whatever key you want to use on any broadcast ever, but certainly here on Locked On, I think it's going to come down to can the Bengals block that front for the Steelers and keep them at bay? Because if so, you're right. T. Higgins should still be able to get open at times. And if they double him, then you still have Tyler Boyd. You still have Andre Yosavosh. You have Trent Mm -hmm. Irwin, who was big in in key moments last year. Charlie Jones, who I think has come into his own. Even Tanner Hudson in the passing game a bit at tight end has has been improved. And, And I think the biggest difference on offense between the last game between these two teams and now is Chase Brown has emerged. They Mm. have an explosive running back. They have a running back that can give them eight yards here and then 15 and then 30. And what that's done is it's not only helped the offensive line and and obviously helped the offense with another element, another playmaker, but it's made Joe Mixon play at a, a much higher level. I think it's made him more efficient and he's been great in the red zone. He's had some really good goal line runs, short yardage runs. And at the same time, When you talk about those linebackers, the other thing I think about, and I'm sure Mike Tomlin's stressing it, is the screen game. Yeah, They hit on one at the end of the Steelers game, 39-yarder to Mixon. But after that, they really got going. Chase Brown and Joe Mixon have had explosive plays in the the screen game over the past couple of weeks. I think that's a whole other element to this offense that has developed since these two teams have last played.
0: Heck, you don't even got to look to this season. Last year, that was a huge part of the Bengals Bengals game when they played when they met in Pittsburgh last year. The Bengals had three touchdowns on on screen passes. Like that's. That that's been something that's that's worked for the Bengals in in the past, um, and I think it's something that's definitely working for them right now. The Steelers have to be ready for for stuff for stuff like that, but it is tough to be ready for things when you're when you're getting guys. You're trying to commute, saying, "Hey, I need you to be aware of all these different things," and the guys like, "Hey, I just got off the couch. What do what do you expect? What do you expect me to do?" But that's where that's where this Mike Tomlin says, "Next man up." They need guys to respond in those moments and be aware of all the different keys that they're going to have to read to make sure that they're in the right places. And I, I think at linebacker. You know, Landon Roberts is going to be, be in the right spots more, more times than not. Michael Walker, I think, has he, he's done a good of a, as good of a job you can expect of a guy to come off the practice squad, but they need either one of their veterans uh, that they've, that they've picked up in the past month or so miles Jack who re- rejoined the team after being on the couch for, for several months. And then Blake Martinez, who they also signed. They need one of those guys to fill in as the third option there who can also like be under, understand where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be and make sure that they're also communicating the switches that are talking that are happening on defense. Another thing that Patrick Peterson discussed with us uh, yesterday in the, in the Steelers locker room was, that the Steelers are definitely going, and Mike Tomlin said this uh, said this as well. The Steelers are definitely going to simplify a lot of their calls on defense. A lot of what Terrell Lawson, the defensive coordinator, has has done that has made them uh, one of the better defenses when they've been healthy is that they have a lot of complex switches. They want to confuse quarterbacks. They want to just they want to disguise so many different things and base certain disguises off of other defenses that people you know that people that people can be wary of, but. When you have that many guys out there that aren't used to the, aren't used to that, and aren't as seasoned as the guys that you that you're designing this defense for, you have to get down to just you know what, brass tactics. We're playing fast. We're calling simpler calls. We're lining up in certain ways, and we just got to beat the guys in front of us. I think that's what Jake Browning and the Bengals are going to have to expect in this game. Is a, a different way the Steelers have called their defense than the rest of the than the than the previous time that they played them.
1: I totally agree. I think that both teams. Because of injuries or because of Browning in, in that being his first start, it, they just look different and it feels different th- than it did a month ago. Mm-hmm. And when the schedule came out, Chris, that's what I, I looked at. I was like, man, playing the Steelers twice in a month, that's that's going to be a heck of a, a one-two matchup here. And uh, the Steelers got the first one. We'll see if the Bengals can get this one on the road.
0: I feel you. We'll get to our predictions here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Carter, James Rapino, of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Bengals stick with us. We still got more to discuss with this key matchup. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash gives you all the options to order right to your home right away. Whether it's the it's the best food from the from your favorite restaurant, or even getting your groceries delivered. Oftentimes, if I'm watching the game, I like to get me some Big Shot Bob's Wings. I tell people all the time, when you do get that Frank White sauce, it comes in. It's spicy. It's great. You can get some fries with it. You can get some celery sticks. Whatever you need to help you get through the spice of those of those wings. Trust me, you will enjoy it. And whatever your favorite is, whether you're in Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or anywhere else, you can get it delivered to you at home at DoorDash. And right now, you get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more when you on your first order when you sign up for DoorDash today and download the DoorDash app. when you do, enter code LOCKED23. That's subject to change, terms, conditions, and supply. But – if you want even more value, you can save I'll save on all your restaurant deliveries and grocery deliveries with a zero dollar delivery free on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership that you can sign up for when you get the DoorDash app today. Get prepared before game day, stock up on your favorites, or just enjoy a, a, a friendly night when you're at home. You want to go out, but you feel like don't you feel like not going out and dealing with the cold or weathering the storm? Let DoorDash handle that problem for you and bring your favorite food to you while you're still on the couch. And don't forget, you sign up today, you get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3, all capital letters, all one word. Subjects change, terms, and conditions apply. Back here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Chris Carter, James Rapine, Locked On Steelers, and Locked On Bengals. All right, let's get down to what we expect to be the biggest factors in this game, James, because we've talked about it a little bit. To, to me, the Steelers, I think they've they've been they've been challenging themselves to be better in the trenches because that's where this team needed to win consistently this year. Anyways, going into this year, I was like, Hey, they they brought in Broderick Jones, and when he when he started to start for the Steelers. Things were going really well. The, the offensive line was starting to push more. The defensive front was coming together. It seemed like they were winning the trenches, but they have not won the trenches for the past two, two weeks, maybe even the past three since that that their their win over the Bengals. To me, that is a big factor here. If there's if there's any one matchup that you see either on the offensive line of the Bengals or the defensive line of the Bengals, what is the big thing that you that you think the Steelers need to lock into and win to make sure that they do have a do have a say in the trenches this Saturday?
1: Oh, it it, it is no doubt the trenches, and I think Cam Hayward is the factor. And, you know, obviously you have a a pass rush outside of that, but this Bengals team, they've been efficient on the ground since they played Pittsburgh, and at times explosive on the ground. And last week they didn't run it a ton, but they were efficient. Their running backs averaged 4.44 yards per carry, which you take all day long, especially against a a Vikings front that was – uh, playing well, and, and so this offensive line, they've been playing as, as well as we've seen them all year. Can you handle business against Cam Hayward? Can you open up running lanes for both running backs? Can you protect Jake Browning? I, I think it starts there. If there's some pressure off the edge, you, you can account for that. You can deal with that. I don't think you can deal with losing on the interior. So all eyes on Cam Hayward and, and finding a way to not stop him because you're not going to. But contain him and not letting him just completely wreck that line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a big part of this is that they need to uh, watch out for him. I'd also say watch out for Keanu Betton, who's really emerged for the Steelers as a yeah. presence on the on the defensive front. Um, I also think it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers handle their secondary because, like you talked about, do they double D T Higgins with Jamar Chase out? Um, they're really confident about Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Patrick Peterson even saying that, like you know, feeling like he's ready to kind of lead lead a cornerback room, even even as a rookie right now. Uh, well, he's their best were, DB
1: by far. He, he,
0: yeah, right he is, uh, I yeah. mean, yeah. With 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 Met, with Patrick with of Patrick out, Joey has become their, their their best defensive back. But the question I have for the Steelers is: Will he solo just follow T Higgins everywhere? Will, will he just be that guy, and they worry about Tyler Boyd in other ways? Or do they get him some help with T Higgins and then also help with Boyd? I feel like you got to lean on the rookie and see how he performs against Higgins. And he's matched up with Devontae Adams. He's matched up with, uh, with with plenty of tough guys this this year in big moments for the Steelers and done well. I think that that's going to be a big question. Do they let him do that against T. Higgins in this game? Because if he's able to do that and just not maybe not shut down Higgins, but at least limit him from taking the game over, that could make it easier on the rest of this defense who are just trying to figure out how to put everything together.
1: And if if that's the case, then Tyler Boyd needs to show out in his homecoming. I agree. He needs to go to Heinz Field and say, I, I, I used to play here in college. I'm going to play here now, and I'm going to ball out. And uh, that, thats it, It's not just Boyd. I mentioned the other guys, and, and certainly Trenton Irwin had a touchdown against the Steelers last year. Charlie Jones has flashed at times. Andre Yosevich has a couple touchdowns. But you start there with a veteran, obviously a proven commodity. And Jake Browning completed, I believe it was uh, passes to 11 different receivers last week or pass catchers that includes the running backs that includes a couple tight ends but he will spread the ball around and it's not like he was feeding Jamar Chase like crazy over the past couple of games and so as long as they can still be efficient and and get the ball out on time and and stay on on script and not a big part of what Browning has done since that Steelers game is is be on time and he's not Scanning the field, wondering where he should go with it because he held the ball too long against the Steelers on multiple plays. If he can continue to do that, which there's no reason to expect him to not, then I think this offense should still be able to move the ball because the Steelers are so banged up everywhere but that front. Mm -hmm. As long as you can contain that front, I think this Bengals offense should be able to operate
0: heck the interception that he threw in that in that game was because the Steelers were in a disguised coverage they bumped him out with Trenton Thompson one of their practice squad safeties out into the flat and he just kind of jumped that pass uh in that situation they were trying to bait him into situations that they got him then I don't know if they can call those defenses right now Trenton Thompson who was the backup who was in at the, at the time he might not even play in this game so that's where I think that 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 you're right if if jake browning can just stay confident, get the ball out fast and and just and and trust and trust his keys and trust that he that it's going to certain guys are going to be there and and make those throws that's a big factor in this game because then like you said it keeps the steelers pass rush back from having time to, to make to get things to work and it makes it much less likely the steelers create turnovers which is how they've won most of their games this this week this, this year so far all right let's get down to the to the big thing what is our actual prediction what and how do we see it what we see being the big turning point in the game that leads to how we see this game end
1: I think this is going to be a tight game and regardless of who's that quarterback for the Steelers it's AFC North it's going to be ugly at times I do think Pittsburgh gets the ground game going some at the same time this Bengals offense is is much better and in a Mm -hmm. much better spot mentally, physically, all of the above than they were the first time these two teams played. So given the injuries on both sides, and we've discussed them, I think the Bengals find a way here. And it's going to be really tough because this is it for the Steelers. They have to win this game if they realistically want a playoff opportunity over the the final couple of weeks. And uh, I'll take the Bengals by a field goal. It's close, but 23-20, they find a way to get their fourth win in a row.
0: I think I'm with you on the on the Bengals finding ways to finding ways to do that. I think it's also going to be a close game. I got it 1916 Bengals because I just don't see how the Steelers can keep up unless they get some crazy turnovers by yeah. this defensive front. If TJ that's Watt can the wreck the game, yeah. that's what they have to lean on. And if the run game can get going and make things easier for whether it's Kenny Pickett or uh, or or Mason Rudolph those are going to be the big factors for the Steelers. But that is a very slim way to have to win every single game. Um, and now you don't have the defense that can be as coordinated to kind of keep leads. Because that's how they won a lot of their early games is if they got up against the Raiders, they held they held on to the lead, they were able to make plays. The Titans, the Packers, heck, the Bengals. they, they were, they were the, the, the defense being able to hold on late in games has been huge. But let's say the Steelers even get a lead late in this game with two to three minutes left, left in the game. I'm not so confident this defense as it's constituted right now with the players that are going to be out there can do the right things in, on the final drive to keep uh Jake Browning led offense from getting into either field goal range or get a touchdown. That's where I think that this game's going to hinge is that that communication, that defense that has been so pivotal for the Steelers this year. When they've when they've kept teams under 20, they win. When they don't keep teams under 20, they lose. I'm not even sure that they'll need to get to 20 points this game. That's why I say 19-16 Bengals here. Again, we're recording this very early Wednesday, so... If there's n- injury updates, we apologize for not covering here, but the weird place to get them is on both of our podcasts on the Friday episode as we get you ready for the game, the day before the game. James, thanks so much for joining me here on the, on the on the crossover Thursday that we always do here. It's always great to talk with you, talk football with your buddy, let people know can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
1: At James Rapine on X slash Twitter. Obviously, the Lacked on Bengals podcast as well, and we'll be covering the game for all Bengals.com too. So, Uh, Really excited. These AFC North games are always fun, and so can't wait to cover this one.
0: Absolutely. Same here. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. And you can find both Locked On Steelers and Locked On Bengals in the same places. Go to your favorite podcasting app, search us up, subscribe to the podcast, and you'll get every episode every day, your team every day, as well as on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Steelers or Bengals updates from the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back tomorrow on, on Friday, getting you ready for this big game.